Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier on a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Tony Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. Fifty-three and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Botts with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel two. All right, welcome. It is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, also coming to you from Brinks TV. Joining me to talk about it, we got an interesting show for you today. Uh, joining me to talk about it is my newly clean-shaven co-host, Israel Troop. What's up, man? What's up, brother? What's going on? I had a wedding last week. I had to clean up for so. I mean, you know, you got you got to rock the baby face every once in a while. I had to look good for them photos, right? No, I, I get I have to rock the baby face all the time, man. It's the only way to go. So, um, glad to have you here, man. Uh, I want to make a quick announcement. Uh, you'll be joining me on Beast of the East uh, from this point forward, you and Vinny. So that'll be good. Um, we'll be uh, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, and then uh, we'll be doing our thing over with uh, Willis Digital Media, which is now the Y'all's Conference Network. So, um, brand new deal going on there. So that's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting. Glad to have you there. So uh, that should yeah, be- man. I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's always different when you talk about other schools, um, especially when you watch all the football that we watch, and it's going to be good to talk about uh, um, other schools and, and things that they're doing. Um, it's going to be great. Well, we're going to do a little bit of that today because let's face it, we've it's Charleston Southern week. So, I mean, there's not much to talk about yeah. there. It's going to be empty the bench type game. So I don't even think Vegas would let you, uh, would let you pick that game. So, um, and speaking <laughs> of Vegas, we are, uh, we are presented by betonline.ag. Man, it's, uh, it's back and better than ever. It's got a new web interface. For the start of basketball season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Um, I didn't see who won that Frank Gore fight. I don't even know if it's happened yet, but that online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. So head to the new and updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit or just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. So f- for basketball, f- and football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Yeah. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna broaden our horizons a little bit tonight because there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about within the SEC. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting week. And in our picks, we can take a little bit more time to kind of give you our reasoning behind our picks. So uh, that's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, but man, uh, let's talk about that Georgia Tennessee game. Let's recap a little bit from last week. Uh, if you're living under a rock uh, final score, 41, 17, so the 17 was a uh, cosmetic touchdown there at the end. 
uh, where, you know, the game was well in hand, but, um, you know, some of the things that impressed me with Tennessee, I'll start with them. Uh, that first drive was, was very clinical. I think, you mm-hmm. know, the, the tempo and things, I mean, that's just, that's what they do. They, they strike quick and they're, they're decisive and they have some good concepts just barely missed a, a deep shot that would have put seven on the board on the second play of the game. So I uh, don't know what that would have done uh, for the momentum, but um, I, I think it would have, uh, I think it would have definitely been slightly different. Uh, I thought they got after Stetson a little bit. Uh, I really liked, I was really impressed with Tennessee's secondary. A lot of the sacks they got on Stetson were coverage sacks um, where there was nothing downfield. So uh, overall, I think Tennessee is headed in the right direction. I, I think they're going to be really, really good. They're going to be a, they're going to be a problem next year. Uh, and they're going to be, and we talked about this on SEC after dark, they're going to be a seven and five team in a bowl game. And they're going to just absolutely obliterate whoever they get in the Meineke car care bowl. Man, the, the Tennessee volunteers really, really impressed me. That first drive was absolutely beautiful. Um, I, you know, I was texting you back before. Mm-hmm. I've also tweeted it. Um, you know, one thing about the so-called air raid um, offense is you don't have to throw the ball downfield to be an air raid offense. Um, you can throw screens, which they did very well uh, throughout the game, not not just that first series, but, you know, throughout the game, did a good job of throwing screens, which is when I text you and when I tweet, I said, well, we just play man and mm-hmm. call it a day. You know, we got safeties, you know, 12 yards off and no apex player. Then what are you going to do? You're going to throw number two. Or if you got an off corner, no expect player, what are you going to do? You're going to throw number one, number two, boss mm-hmm. corner. I mean, it's real simple. You know, uh, I think Josh Hype was doing some really simple things. Um, that's what, it, and that's, you know, what helps the new coach when he gets to a new school. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing things that the quarterback can do. He's getting the ball out of his hands. You know, it's one read type deal. Um, and they kind of made Georgia, you know, look stupid on the first series. Let's just be real. They did. Um, but at the same time, I said, watch this, you know, let's get to, let's get out the first quarter and we'll figure it out. And we did. Um, I think the tempo kind of surprised us a little bit. It was a little bit different from Georgia's tempo from the simple fact of when Georgia tempos, it's usually after the first down. When Tennessee tempos, it's because they tempo just because, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's, it's not, they're, they're not going to huddle. They're just going to line up. Exactly. You know, I said, let's play base defense. Well, we played our base defense against them, which is very smart, which means we can stop the run. A little bit in base defense, but, you know, I think our safeties and our corners are a little bit too far off, you know, um, at the beginning of, the, of that that first drive. But then after a while, you start seeing them creeping up, creeping up. Kendrick made an interception, you know, made some couple of key plays, um, you know, stopping the screens and things like that. So um, I think Tennessee is heading in the right direction, and I think Tennessee is going to be really, really scary mm-hmm. next year. I'm not even saying two years from now. I'm saying next year. Next year, yes, and it's going to showcase in the bowl game. Uh, you're going to see that, and and like I said, they you know hats off to them. And you don't you you don't usually get to say that after a 41 to 17 beatdown. But knowing where Tennessee was uh, prior to the season is uh, nothing short of amazing. So um, for Georgia, man, you know the adjustments to the tempo were, were outstanding. I mean, I thought we had a really good plan as far as getting out of the first quarter. And when we realized that, Hey, we can't sit back on this stuff and play everything in front because they're just going to screen us to death. We just, we just decided, Hey, we're going to do what we do. We're going to get in your face. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to let our linebackers beat you. And that's what happened. We were able to get pressure with, with Nolan Smith, with Nicobe Dean, Channing Tendall, those guys. And, and we were able to, to get in on, on the quarterback and, 
And once we did that, we got him running around, got a few hits on him, rattled him a little bit, and was able to bottle mm-hmm. up the run game. There was not a daggum thing they could do. Uh, they, hit, <laughs> they hit a few big plays, but it was mostly scattered, and and it was you know it just wasn't wasn't good for them uh, second quarter on. And then you know it didn't help offensively mm-hmm. that James Cook was getting going. Uh, he he was going off. Stetson Man. was making plays, making big time throws, moving the sticks. Adani Mitchell had a big game too. So I, I think you know you, you look at this Georgia unit. They really kind of came together and said, you know what, we gotta, we gotta make some plays for our quarterback. We gotta make some plays defensively so that we can set up this offense and and get them rolling. And, and rolling they did, mm-hmm. man. Todd Monken, I've I've got to tip my cap to him. Again, just another masterful plan of attack. We knew they had a great secondary, so we're going to throw short. We're going to run the ball because uh, we knew they they had some depth issues up front, especially at the linebacking core. So why not let James Cook go off? And they did. Mm-hmm. And they did a good job of, I mean, I'm a zone guy. I'm pretty sure you're a zone guy too. I um, just watching them just, just run zone is absolutely impressive. Yeah. Um, the way that they come off the ball, the way that they get to the second level is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the was it the third series, I believe it looked like Stetson was pressing a little bit, um, yeah, you know, trying to force a couple throws there. But after that series, I mean, he was fine after that, you know, um, it was good to see James Cook finally get cooking, you know, and I mean that, you that's know, a, all pun intended. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. That's a, so, that's a great pun. Um, yeah, he was great. That young man, that young man had a great game. Um, I, I think it was well overdue. Um, I think it, it's great to had. do it against Tennessee. You know, um, there's always one player that always sticks out when you play Tennessee. Uh, Veron Haynes and, and, and the, uh, the big uh, Larry Munson. Hobnail, um, hobnail boot the game. The hobnail boot game, you know. Trey um, Flowers Chris, in 05. Yep. Um, Chris Conley, you know, with the one-handed grab at Tennessee. Yeah, um, you know, just it's, it's always games against Tennessee, and it's always in Neyland Stadium when, when, when a guy comes out and, and he does great things. So um, it was good to see James could get involved. Um, a little bit more than he has been. It was good to see him actually run the ball, you know, other than just coming out and catching the football. So um, I think Todd Monk is doing a great job. I think he does a great job of adjusting. Um, I think he's done a great job of keeping Stetson comfortable. And that's one thing you got to do with a quarterback like Stetson. Can he get you beat? Yes, he can. But can you keep him comfortable to where, all right, let me, calm my nerves and let me make a couple of throws here and now now we can get it going now yeah that with the, with the run game i mean you, you're unstoppable yeah and go and going back to that whole quarterback debate i, I hate to drum this back up but I, I think there's some new avenues that we're seeing within this debate to to why stetson is the guy right now and 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 to me it just seems like almost it, it's just a fit thing with us like it's not that mm-hmm. he, like if you ask me, is JT Daniels a better quarterback? Yes, he mm-hmm. is. But is Stetson Bennett the better quarterback for what we need? And mm-hmm. that's that's becoming a apparently yes. Um, yes. And, and I think that what he does fits what we need because our offensive line isn't great because there's a lot there's a lot of movement. We're not great at mm-hmm. pass protection. 
we have Xavier Trust going down to guard. I mean, we got some guys playing that we got some combos of guys that, that haven't played together ever. So the communication's not there. So we don't need mm-hmm. JT sitting back there as a statue. At some point we will need him and his abilities. That's not that's not what I'm saying. But right now, Stetson's ability to move, run, and, and create things with his legs is exactly what this needs, right? It's the reason why we recruited Brock Vandergrift. It's the reason why we recruited Gunnar Stockton. Those guys are the five-star versions of Stetson. Mm -hmm. Those are the guys that are the the taller, uh, a little bit more athletic guys that can run the football. Now, go back to your point of Stetson being able to run the football. Think about this. If Dane's in the game, and let's say all our receivers are healthy, and they just decide to play man the whole entire game, kind of what Cincinnati did to us in the bowl game, kind of what Missouri did to us the first half of that bowl game. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do? He's not mobile. He can't. He can't use his legs. They shut down the run game. So who else? Who, who else is going to produce? The quarterback. Well, if the quarterback can't throw the ball. What else can he do? He can run the ball. And what does Stetson give you? He gives you the threat that the quarterback to run the football, which makes mm-hmm. defense have to do what? Respect the quarterback. Respect the quarterback. Now, and JT's back there, hell of high water, I'm sending blitzes. Guess what? Mm-hmm. They watched the Cincinnati game from last year. And if you watch Missouri, they did the exact same thing to us. So Stetson Bennett, like you said, gives us the best option to win right now. Like you said, right now. Mm-hmm. Now, could that change? You never know. Tua Tungavaloa got benched in, what, halftime last year, and well, a couple years ago, and Hurts came in and won the football game for him. I mean, and, it and could happen. You never know what happened. Before. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. So as long as, both, as long as both are ready, they're helping each other, which you see on the sideline, there is no animosity between those two. Um, so there's no need for media outlets to even remotely cause a problem between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love it. You know, I, I think when JT gets his turn, I think he's going to be ready. I think when the time comes to use JT, I think it's going to be a great time to use him. So um, as long as the mailman still delivering these packages and wins, I'm good. Absolutely. At this point, I'm done with the quarterback debate. It's Stetson until it's not. Okay. Um, he, he, he has got, I mean, I've always loved Stetson, but you know, I always knew he's kind of limited, but he ain't limited right now. He, you know, he he's yeah. making some good, good uh, deep deep ball throws. He's he's moving the offense. He's getting things going. He's helping all these young guys, and he's just kind of that that piece. And it just it, it's weird that you know this is the guy. Like I think it's you know if if it wasn't Stetson, if it was some guy that was high higher recruited coming out of high or higher rated coming out of high school, we probably wouldn't bat an eye. But since it's Stetson, two star walk on. Former walk on, he's mm-hmm. not a walk on anymore, but former walk on, then it makes everybody go, hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, he, he, it doesn't he's going to be a good head coach, offensive coordinator, real, real soon. Mm-hmm. He might be in the take next over- four, or five, four or five years, he's going to be either a head coach in high school or one ARA coordinator somewhere in college and until he gets the job that he wants to in the college ranks. He's a yeah. smart player. He's a good player. Wouldn't um, shock you, me. You can't deny the things he's done. Yeah, exactly. And it wouldn't shock me at all if he came up through Georgia's system. 
kind of that yeah. Buster Faulkner route where you just kind of come mm-hmm. up as an analyst and, and kind of learn and then take over. Like he'll be like the unofficial quarterback. Like Buster, Buster is the like the, the quarterback coach. Like he works with the quarterbacks except for yeah. out of practice. Like he does all of that except for out of practice. And so mm-hmm. that's uh that's good. But uh like I said, James Cook, uh best game I've ever seen him have. Um but uh you know I I the the, the one thing I'll say the one thing I'll Uh-oh. say is we need to figure out this offensive line situation. Um, we need to um, figure out who's playing where. I, I, I'm i not sure Xavier Truss is a guard. Uh, I mean, he played his ass off. Let's just not get that twisted. But, you know, it, it's becoming apparent that we need some guards because we have some injuries and we have some guys that haven't really stepped into that role just yet. So we need some guards. We need to figure out that position. So, um. I don't want that to be, you know, coming in Alabama, you're going to have to find a solution for Will Anderson and Henry Toa Toa and, and their defensive front. You're going to have to yeah. find some things. But and luckily, there's only one. Luckily, there's only one player that you have to really, you have to account for Anderson and Toa Toa. Other than that, I haven't seen one person up front that remotely scares me right. other than the, anybody we've seen already. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you take those two guys out and their front's just as good as any front we've seen all year. Arkansas yeah. has a really good front. Um, Auburn had a really Kentucky good front. Kentucky has a really Kentucky, good front. They get after it. Uh, El Missouri had some good, had some good I was stuff. Missouri defense. Has, some, has some good stuff going on too now. Um, so yeah, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be fun. But yeah, uh, as we put a bow in this game, just, just another feather in the cap. I mean, you know, a lot of people, I, I know Tennessee's not ranked and I know they're not, you know, the prestige of Tennessee right now and, and strength of schedule stuff, but you know, Tennessee has the number one rated offense in, in the country, mm-hmm. um, scoring offense in the country. And we held them to their, probably their season low, um, which, which ended up being our season high, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> um it, you know, you, you do that and, and you score a whole bunch of points yet again. That's all we can do. You give us mm-hmm. like you run the gauntlet for the first time since 1982. You run the SEC gauntlet undefeated. That's impressive. I don't care who you are. Like you play in this league, Israel, and you know, you know, probably more, even more than I do. You play in this league, it ain't easy. Yeah. If you just come out with Andy, one loss, it ain't easy. You, you're yeah. doing a good, you're doing a good job. Yeah. One loss. Yeah, because anybody can beat you any given day. I mean, look at Mississippi State. Look at what they did against Auburn. I mean, that was ridiculous. Like, (laughs) I just laugh. Like, like if you're going to put on a clinic on how to run the drop eight against the air raid, uh, Derek Mason showed how not to do it. Because, like, now with the way Mike – like, that's how people are starting to play Mike Leach. Mm -hmm. Guess what? He gets paid too, right? Yeah, and it's backfired. So you, and, he's learning. And they got scholarship players too, right? Yeah. He's like a robot. He he starts yeah. to learn everything that you're doing against to him and starts mm-hmm. using it against you. Yep. He figured it out. He, he's figured out how to – like that's the whole basis of his style of air raid is mm-hmm. sight adjustments and fine grass. That's, that's, it. that's what it is. In screens, screens, screens. Screens, mesh. Comebacks, uh, the Y cross, the four verts. I mean, that's it's very simple concept wise, but where it differs is 
the side adjustments inside of the concepts within the concepts. Mm-hmm. And they do a phenomenal job as young as they are. They're, they're doing a phenomenal job right now of getting eat better each and every week. And you're seeing it. Quarterback has one read. He has read one person. Mm-hmm. And really, he's and just reading that. an area. And really, he's just yeah. reading an area. Honestly, whatever the concept is, he's like, okay, this is your area. And I think it's broken up in like quadrants or not quadrants, but zones within the mm-hmm. Like they have their own system there where, where it's like, okay, you've got, the green zone right here, which is, you know, could be whatever, but um, so very impressive on their part, that game, that, that was a game I couldn't keep my eyes off of uh, in, in the early slate, you know, it's we were just, watching it during the wedding and we were yelling at the TV yeah. during uh, right before we went out <laughs> for the ceremony. Like, no, what, like, exactly. or, or if you're rooting for Mississippi state, which I was. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. The God, uh, it just see my leech dance. That was worth the. That was worth its weight in gold there. So, um, I love that. Man, sure, I gotta go blow my nose real quick. Grab it right back. I, I will. Uh, I will go on a monologue. Yes. Yeah, so uh, again, one of the biggest collapses for Auburn. Uh, you know, twenty-eight to six. There seems to be something with that twenty-eight to six. It's uh, as, as Israel takes a break here. Um. I, you know, that game just, that game just impressed me. I mean, Mississippi state continues to surprise me each and every week. I mean, I I keep picking against them and they just keep surprising me. They just keep, they just keep going against the grain. So uh, hats off to the bulldogs there. Um, Arkansas, who's got a really, really big game. We'll talk about them here in a little bit, but Arkansas has got a big game against Alabama and Arkansas came off is coming off a very emotional when in a very emotional rivalry, which as much trash as we can talk about LSU, those players have really bought into these rivalries. Doesn't matter who's coaching, but these players have really, really, really bought into these rivalries. Like the battle for the boot, that's a that's big time. Like those two teams do not like each other. LSU with Alabama, like those players understand that's a huge rivalry. So for for to to see that game being so tight is not a surprise, Israel. Um, you know, talking about Arkansas now, moving on to Arkansas, kind of mm-hmm. kind of recapping last week because there was some interesting stuff that happened, like Arkansas winning in overtime, in uh, with with a, with a game winning field goal. Um, as much trash as we've been talking about LSU, it's that game will always be a tough game, no matter how bad Arkansas struggling. No matter how bad LSU is struggling, that's always going to be a tough game. You know, you got to understand something, uh, which is really surprising me. LSU is still playing hard mm-hmm. um, defensively. I think they got some wrinkles offensively that they fix, um, which be obviously fixed under the new head coach. Um, but they're still playing hard. Um, they're the playing fact hard that for they, each other, and I think out, they're like, oh, yeah. Exactly. The fact that they came out and, and did a really good job against a really good um, offense that Arkansas has, um, a very physical defense that Arkansas has um, to move the ball in the way they did, you know, just shows you that what Coach O does. He, they love him, you know, and we can talk as much banter we want to with Coach O, but they love him. You know, th- those players are still playing hard for him, so and that's kudos to him um, for keeping that ship afloat right now, you know, especially with everything going on. 
uh, interim O with nothing to lose is a dangerous, dangerous thing. So, um, and, and they're, and they're talented, man. It doesn't matter. And like I said, before you got back, I, it doesn't they're matter. Still LSU. They're LSU. They, I mean, that freshman, that freshman group is going to be, that's, they're going to be hell, man. Um, and, mm-hmm. and when Lincoln Riley comes in, uh, he's not, he's not going to have a, he's not going to have a bare cupboard. <laughs> Lincoln Riley. I heard that. I heard about that name today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Mel Tucker was the front runner. Uh, Michigan him. State. Michigan State said no, because <laughs> we're gonna we give you nine and a half. <laughs> we're gonna yeah, give you nine point five. You stay. We don't, we don't keep you here, my boy. Yeah, so, which is um, great. I love that. Which makes you wonder what's going on in Oklahoma if we can write us thinking about leaving. I tell you what's going on in Oklahoma. They're soft, soft as hell. That's true. Um, and. He wants to get in the SEC early, but um, this will this will be this will be where I'm uh, either sold or not sold on Lincoln Riley. If he comes to LSU and wins immediately, I'll be, I'll be sold on Lincoln Riley. And if he doesn't, then I'll be like, okay, well maybe he just had the beneficiary of playing in the Big Twelve. So one we'll thing see. about one thing about uh. LSU, if they got a really good offense, they win and they win big because mm-hmm. the defense is going to play ball no matter what. Yeah, That's one thing about it. There. Yeah. So if they can put up points, which we all know Lincoln Riley can put up points, they can't stop anybody, but he can put up some points. Mm-hmm. Then you add that with LSU's defense. I mean, we're looking at another, uh, what, 2019 type season. Yeah. You never you know. Go. Can we take a minute to laugh at Dan Mullen, by the way? No, oh, geez. Um, I know I know this is not our our um our SEC talk, but um Samford. I don't Sam- know what they did or Well Samford runs a hatch attack, on, but but they couldn't stop it. Which this is the sad part, and this is what I told my my buddies are huge Florida fans. Right, and this is what I was you, telling them. I said, friends, "Y'all so were so kidding. mad at Grantham. <laughs> y'all have been so mad at Grantham forever. Forever, y'all been mad at Grantham. Y'all couldn't even stop Sanford, and he ain't even there." Yeah, that's bad. So, it ain't a Grantham problem. I mean, Grantham so has his own bag of problems. Grantham has his own bag of problems. Don't get me wrong. Um, with how he manages and teaches and things like that, where he probably tries to do a little too much and they get a little bit over their skis, but it, it's a, it's a Mullen thing. It's a culture thing. You can see it. They don't like Dan Mullen. He's a weirdo. I can see it. They they don't like Dan Mullen. He's a he's a, he's a weirdo. He's just a weird guy, and yeah. I I don't get him. I don't get Coach Rick's Coach Rick's wife never kissed me, so that's that, good. That does show you a lot. She did serve you water, though. She did. She she was the best water girl I've ever seen in my whole she entire was. life. She that absolutely she never was. put her her lips on me, which is still weird to this day. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like she grabs him double hand by the face and pulls him in. Yeah. It's like it was like wow. Okay, this is yeah. this is odd. This ain't this ain't normal. So yeah, they, they're they, getting beat bad. Yeah, and. They had to use the fact that they're Sanford and they don't have the depth that Florida has that they've they lost. But I, I was I was I was so hoping they would lose because it's not like Sanford is like the favorites to win the FCS championship. Mm-hmm. 
It's not like they were playing They're actually James. not very good this year. It's not like they were playing James Madison. They're never really good. They're always decent. They're always like middle they're of the pack. Sneaky. They're, they're sneaky. They're sneaky. They, they can screw up your season, but yes, that's it. Like on on the legal motion, the 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 uh, the, the fourth podcast I do. I know I'm on like every podcast, but um, we actually, and this is this is going to be the nerdiest thing I say. We actually cover FCS football. We actually talk FCS football. So. I like FCS football. Yeah, but like I have a podcast about it. Like it's it's kind of I don't know. It seems kind of I, love, I, I mean love Joe, it. Joe Joe D. Leon, shout out to Joe D. Leon. Um, but he was an FCS player, so he's got a like for me, mm-hmm. I have no vested interest in FCS football. Joe D. Leon does. So he he does his he does his uh FCS podcast, which is great if you haven't listened to it. Uh, we, and er, early in the existence of this podcast, we had Joe on because uh, he also does a draft podcast. So uh, mm-hmm. shout shout out to you, Joe. You, you're, you're the man. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was uh, you know watching that game like they're middle of the pack. They're, they're you know they got a losing record in their conference. This is this is just hilarious. And that team is totally. And, and I hope they don't fire Dan Mullen because just. Just to just I don't know because it's Florida and I want to see him squirm a little bit. If he loses to Florida State, which we all saw what happened with Miami, they're about to fire. If he loses Manny to Missouri, Diaz. he's going to lose to Missouri. If he loses one of these next two, he's going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like he's trying to get fired. I, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't feel like it, but it looks like it. It does. It does. Well, uh, there's no way I would try to get fired. I'm making millions of dollars. There's no way I'm trying to. You're going to have to fire me, like, legitimately. He trying I'm going to coach that, my butt off. He's trying to get that buyout and just, he's burnt out, looks like. He's done with Florida. So, but, uh, Real quick, it's Charleston Southern, so it's not like we need to like spend a lot of time on this. Like, you know, we can't break down Charleston Southern, but I uh, just want to see, you know, just want to see some guys get some good reps and things like that. Like, real quick, is there anything you want to see in particular? Um, I just want to see us stay sharp. Um, you know, it's 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 really simple to look, you know, past this game and and obviously the game against those guys down the street. Um, you know, before you get to the championship game. But right now, you know, you just want to stay sharp. So whether it's, you know, you beat them, you know, handily or, you know, you struggle a little bit, you want to see where your deficiencies are really. Um, Mm -hmm. If there is any, you know, hopefully there's not. Um, You want to see some guys who you're going to have to count on, you know, through this playoff run. Um, You know, it's a great thing because, you know, through the grapevine and through everything that's been tweeted and everything lately, you know, George Pickens is back. not going full speed yet, but he's getting some scout team reps, which is more important than anything. He's getting yeah. hit. You know, he he's get, he's taking a little bit of contact here and there you know, to get him ready. So, you know, get some guys healthy. Um, you know, Carrie Jackson's coming in and making too. a splash. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. That's so, really you know, good. get to see your, your other quarterback, see what the future lies. And it also gives you a way to he does have one more year. You know, he yeah. could come back if he wanted to. So, yeah. Never know. I, I just saw the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, and no injuries. Don't be dumb. Yeah, definitely don't be dumb. Um, stay, stay out, stay injury free, play a clean game, get in, get out, and let's, uh, let's roll on to next week. Uh, off topic a little bit. I just saw the Falcons 
do a safety <laughs> blitz from about 16 yards, 20 yards deep. <laughs> Did he make it? Um, no, no, didn't make it. Did not make it because they're trying to blitz Mac I Jones. Figured. Like it's kind of hard to hide a 16 yard blitz. So I got it like right here on my TV. And it's like their offense is not struggling. Oh, big time. It's always been, it's been a struggle. It's struggling because, bad. Because Dimitrov, for some reason, can't evaluate offensive linemen. I don't understand it. So, um, but uh, let's get into our picks. All right. Let's get, let's, uh, that, that, that big clock that's, that's yelling at us, staring us down is, is actually ticking. So let's get into our picks a little bit. Um, you know, <laughs> New Mexico State, Kentucky, 36 points. Can we cover that? Can can, can Kentucky cover that? Ooh. You said New Mexico State, Kentucky? Yeah. 36 points. 36? Yeah. No. No. I don't no. think so. No. They, they can't cover no. that. They, they can't. They're going to turn the ball over. Oh, I'm saying New Mexico State is not going to cover that. Oh, 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 oh! No, they're not. No, like New Mexico State, they yeah, they they couldn't cover a fifty-two point spread. Struggle. You know, Kentucky's going to look to beat on somebody for a little while here too. So, yeah, they they need it. They they missed their opportunity with Vandy. So, Um, Arkansas, Alabama, Alabama is twenty and a half point favorites. Let's call it twenty-one. Uh, three touchdown favorites at home against the Razorbacks. To me, Alabama has something to something to prove. They have an axe to grind. They have, they have they they do not under any circumstance. But they've had a terrible week of practice. But they do not under any circumstance want to take the chance at losing the SEC West into Auburn next week. So they're going to go ahead and try to clinch this thing this week. I think they cover because of that fact. Israel, how do you see it? Do they have a terrible week of practice, you said? Yeah. Oh, no. They ain't going to cover that. For, no, for, for, uh, for Saban's sake, you know. I mean, just one drop pass can he be a terrible practice he don't for him. Sugar, but he don't sugarcoat nothing this year now. He is – I think his players have got complacent for the first time in his career, and he doesn't like that. So no. if, they, if they're having a bad week of practice, they're having a bad week of practice. So yeah. I'm taking Arkansas on this one. At least covering. So Florida at Missouri, Florida eight and a half point favorites on the road in Columbia. This game's interesting. Uh, Mizzou is playing a lot better. Take Missouri. <laughs> oh damn, that was quick. Because <laughs> I agree with you, uh, but yeah, that was quick. <laughs> Take wow. Missouri. There, damn. <laughs> Before I can finish the sentence. <laughs> I love it, man. I love your decisiveness yeah, on that. I'm that didn't even have to think about that one. I'm taking Missouri. Screw it. All right, uh, Auburn seven. Can't, and a half. I, I can't watch it again. It was terrible. Ooh, that was yeah. so bad. Yeah, that was terrible. That 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 was not pretty. Um, speaking of not pretty, this is the not pretty bowl. Uh, T.J. Finley and the Auburn Tigers are mm-hmm. seven and a half point favorites at Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, the Gamecocks. Can South Carolina win and or cover? Or do you think, think Auburn they, has bounced back? I think they cover. I think 
Mississippi State took it away from I think it, oh boy. I'm taking South Carolina just simply because Mississippi State showed that Auburn ain't very good. Yeah. Um probably t- probably taking Tennessee to cover twenty eight on uh South Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking that one. Gotcha. All righty. Uh, Vanderbilt. Actually, Ole Miss is playing a uh, FCS school here in uh, Vanderbilt. Oh, wait. No, that's a, that's a typo. They're playing oh, Vanderbilt. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> you got me. You got yeah, me. I know. Vanderbilt's disguised as an FCS team with this spread. 36 and a half for Ole Miss. Ooh. I, I, I think they can do it, but it's, it's going to be tricky. I'm taking Vandy to at least cover here simply because um, I watched Liberty game, obviously, and Vandy, in my opinion, is a little bit better than Liberty defensively. Um, so I got I got to go with I got to go with Vandy to at least cover here. Yeah, I feel like they should have beat Texas A and M by a whole lot more than they did last week too. Yeah, Texas A and M has a really really good that they they did really good in the red zone at limiting their opportunities. So. Um, AM has a good red zone defense. All right. Uh, Louisiana Monroe at LSU. LSU's 29 point favorites. Taking Louisiana Monroe. There you go. To cover. Yeah. Simply because it. offense is not very good. Yeah. I'm taking LSU because why not? <laughs> at this point, <laughs> they, they're just I like your faith. I'm just, it's a coin flip, honestly. So <laughs> land on heads. What do you want? All right. Uh, that's our conference selections. That's our conference slate. Um, obviously Georgia and uh, Charleston Southern is, doesn't have a line. Uh, Wake Forest traveling to Clemson. This game is really intriguing. Clemson's four and a half point favorites at home. Wake, obviously we know about Wake. Explosive offense versus a great defense in a uh, – and a bend and break often defense versus a v- extremely poor struggling offense. Mm, I think I'm going to go with Wake on this one. Um, yeah. Simply for the fact that I think Wake's going to make a couple more offensive plays than Clemson um, during the stretch of the game, um, which we've seen. Um, big Ocho Cinco cannot. Uh, yeah. Well, big, big, o- what is it? Big Cinco, that's it. Big, big Cinco. Cinco. He struggles, um, you know, when when pressure's at him. I think Wake can do a good job of pressure. I think they learned from the, the uh, North Carolina game, so I think they they come out with a different game plan um, against Clemson, and they make one or two more plays to to seal the deal for them and to win. What is it? they're in the coastal, right? I don't know. You might as well call it leaders and legends, and so I don't, I, I don't <laughs> like the whole Atlantic and coastal, and I can't keep up. <laughs> I cannot keep up. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, but yeah, Wake was, uh, you know, they learned their lesson, but they were they were on the correct end of a very similar, similarly played out game uh, with uh, with NC State a week ago uh, where they, mm-hmm. they both teams just basically traded turnovers. I think there were six total turnovers in that game. It was kind of mm-hmm. ugly, actually. Um, I like Wake, though. I mean, I, I just think they're too explosive. And one of the things I really like about about Wake is their offense is explosive to the point where it puts a lot of pressure on the opponent. And where it puts the pressure on the opponent is the fact that 
now there's this like amped up pressure to score with Wake mm-hmm. at the clip that Wake is scoring at, which makes the opposing offenses prone to mistakes. Exactly. And exactly. so Clemson makes plenty of those. And you give Wake a short field, things can get things can slip away from you a little bit. Um I see Wake winning this. And it's only four and a half. So you know that you know even if Clemson has a good defensive game, I still I can still see Wake winning this thing like seventeen to ten. So oh yeah, most definitely. Like I said, they're going to make one or two more plays toward the end of the game to to seal the deal. Yeah, and if it gets in a shootout, it's Wake all the way. Um, Iowa State travels to the Charmin Charmin Stadium uh, to take on Oklahoma, three and a half point favorites. I'm kidding. Not really. Um, Oklahoma, like I said, until they prove me wrong, they are soft. Uh, I'm taking Iowa State, Israel. Uh, they're more physical. Brees Hall, I think, is going to have a tremendous game. Brock Purdy, I think, is going to do well. Uh, I, I think I think teams have figured out now that Caleb Williams doesn't have a lot of experience, and the game has not mm-hmm. slowed down for him yet. So they're going to come after him, Israel. It, 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 it's happening. I don't know. Uh, Coach Campbell um, kind of discouraged me a little bit from the simple fact that he said that his goal wasn't to win the Big 12. I think if you're a head coach in any conference, your your goal is to win the conference championship. When, when did he say um, that? Last week? Last week. Well, I mean, they can't win the Big 12. Well, no, I'm talking about in it, it, it. He might have went just last week, but to me, you know, your goal should always be to win the Big Twelve. That's just kind. Of, that's kind of how I took it, just because I'm a competitor. Um, yeah, but I do think that Iowa State is more physical than Oklahoma. I think they win by three in this game. It's going to be okay. a field goal game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you never want to hear your coach say that, but I mean, they they, they really can't yeah. win it this year. So maybe, maybe see that's me. You know, as a as a player, you never want to hear your coach be like, oh, "I don't worry about winning." Like, no, <laughs> we still want to like, even if we're there's no chance in hell we're going to win it. Like, don't say it in the paper and let me read it. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I I, I kind of get I think where he was coming from or what he was trying to say didn't come out that way, but I, I think he was trying to say, yeah, we're not really worried about winning the Big Twelve right now because. A, it's out of reach. Uh, we just want to yeah. beat Oklahoma. So I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping that's what that was. I hope so because it didn't sound good. No, it didn't. It really didn't. Did, yeah, didn't sound good. Uh, Michigan State at Ohio State coming to the shoe. Um, tough matchup for Mel Tucker. Um, because what, what, Ohio State's 19 point favorites, but what Ohio State does really, really well, Michigan State does not do really, really well. That's defending the forward pass. That's defending the downfield pass, the forward pass. Mm. Ohio State does a great job at executing the forward pass. Michigan State has had struggles stopping it. Um, And this is not an indictment on Michigan State. They're just not there yet in a lot of aspects of their program. Like the fact that we're talking about Michigan State as a possible playoff team is like light years ahead of where we thought they were going to be. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. they were, I mean, I don't want to say downright pitiful last year, but they were like one notch above that. They're struggling. You know? They're struggling. 
They were struggling. Uh, coaching change, COVID, all that good stuff. But Mel Tucker, man, they're going to play hard. Kenneth Walker. They're going to play hard. Kenneth Walker. They're going to do a lot of things great. He 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 can tote that thing, Katie. Oh, he can tote it, man. He totes it well. Um, and, and, uh, and I'm impressed. I really think that uh, I think Michigan State has a really good chance to win this football game. Um, and here's why. I think since they know Mel Tucker's not leaving, um, even though he hadn't given the, 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 you know, the thumbs up that I'm not going anywhere, but, you know, when they're throwing like $9.5 million at you, I mean, it's yeah, kind like, of tough why, to why, go why anywhere. You, and he's a Midwestern guy, you know? so why, why would he leave? Yeah. At, so, at that rate, at the, yes. same, at the same time, you know, you're playing against a really good dynamic um, Ohio State offense. Defensively, they struggle. Yeah. You know, they struggle stopping the run, which is in Michigan State's favor. Mm-hmm. I think if Michigan State can control this game, control the pace of the game and make Ohio State do what they want them to do, I think Michigan State pulls off the upset like they did. Was it 2014? Had to be, yeah, it had to be yeah. 2014. Because 14 was when, the year when Michigan State. Back. Yeah, when they, when they, uh, and they won the, they, they won. No, 14 Ohio State won the national championship. So, didn't it? But they, they oh, lost yeah. to Michigan State, right? They lost to Michigan State. Anyways, the one where they, they, it was a field goal or something, and they, and they, uh, they picked it up because Buddy broke his hip when he scored the touchdown. It was that game. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy how that, how this works. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Michigan State on this one. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I, I took, I took Ohio State because I just took the the more explosive downfield attack, and I, I just think that this game I could see Michigan State being competitive the whole way, and it's just one of those games that that slips away late, where it's like all of a sudden they're down by twenty, and you're, you're trying to figure out how they got there. Yeah. And so, and it's one it, of those games it could where happen like, quick. it's one of those games where like, but damn, they were just in it. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve o'clock game. Everybody's yeah. all excited. Everybody's mm-hmm. at the shoe. Um, so I, I, I'm, that's really my game of the week this week. I'm, I'm really excited to watch that one. Yeah, I, um, I, yeah, uh, yeah I'm I can't wait to watch that one. That's I'm definitely the one tuned in this week. And uh, a possible preview for the for the Pac-12 championship: Oregon traveling to Utah to take on the Utes. The Utes are three point favorites at home. Oregon obviously is higher ranked. Uh, Oregon, this Oregon team is is weird. Why are they weird? Mm-hmm. Because they they play in a weird conference where, like, on one hand, like Arizona might be one of the worst Power Five teams ever, uh, save Vandy. Uh, they they go out and you know they go up and beat I think who they beat Cal. I think they beat Cal. Cal I think it was Cal. Yeah, Cal dominated defensively last year in in, in the Pac-12. Now. Now they look downright pitiful. You know, Oregon mm-hmm. loses to Stanford, who gets the beats, the breaks beaten off them by Utah. Um, USC is completely falling apart. UCLA is the wheels have fallen off there. Uh, Washington State and Washington are are both, you know, what they are. You looking know, Washington, for head coaches looking for head coaches. Now. Washington State was a was a national joke, but their interim guys doing pretty good. So I, I can't hammer mm-hmm. them too bad, but. Um, the Washington thing was just 
flat out embarrassment from day one. So um, it's a weird conference, but I, I think Oregon's going to pull this one out because I I really like Mario Cristobal. I really like the team that he's put together. It's probably the closest thing to an SEC team you're going to get out there on the West Coast. Um, just mm-hmm. by the way, he's organized at Joe Moorhead. The one game they lost, uh, he was not there. Uh, I think he was, I forget exactly what it was, but something with a COVID or he had COVID or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wasn't there and they lost, but they're, they're explosive. <laughs> I they really, yeah. I really like watching their, their brand of football. KV on Thibodeau is, is going to be a special dude and on, on Sundays here real soon. So uh, yes, I'm taking all that to say, I'm taking the ducks. Not so fast, my friend. You got to think in recent history, what's one team that has ruined Oregon's national title hopes almost every single year? Oregon State? No. Uh, probably Utah. 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 The, the year Marcus Mariota was there, they lost to Utah. Almost ruined their national championship. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm taking the Utes in this one simply because for some reason, Utah has it. Utah will lose every single game in the Pac-12 and end up beating Oregon to full their Pac-12 championship, you know, appearance. Wow! So there's something about Utah that Oregon just can't get over. Wow! So okay. I got to go with Utah in this one. All right. Well, uh, we got two more games here: Baylor at Kansas State. Baylor. Yeah. Baylor. I mean, I think Chris Klein is doing a really, really good job at Kansas State, but they're Baylor's he just, really is. Ba- ba- Baylor's playing really, really well right now. And they're, they're you know, Gary Bohannon is mm-hmm. is something special. But you know, for I, them I to come back the way they did last week, uh, for them to keep their composure, um, you know, I guess really actually, you know, Oklahoma's not bad. They're a really good football team, but um to do the things that they were able to do and come back, um, I think was really good. So it shows a lot, you know, of what's going on. Um, in that Baylor program, which Mr. Dave is also on the chopping block because he is in the front runner. He's now one of the front runners for the LSU job. And he should be. He's done a phenomenal job of building that culture, and he's done it very, very quietly. So, yeah, I, I like the way they play. And, yes, of course, Oklahoma's a good football team. I just I have to be hard on them because they should be not so soft. Uh but uh, a, a game that's going to be really Better. exciting to preview yes. next week is Oklahoma State. Um, you know, Bedlam, obviously, next week. But Oklahoma State mm-hmm. travels into Lubbock, 10-point favorites over Tech. <laughs> to me, this is easy. I'm taking mm-hmm. Oklahoma State. Um, Ooh, I don't know. I, I know you're, you're kind of hesitant, but Oklahoma State's hungry, man. Uh, and and tech, I know Texas Tech is rolling are. a little bit. They're, they're going bowling, but. I, it's just I, I think Oklahoma State has a depth thing here. I think they're more explosive defensively. They get after you a little bit. I think Texas Tech, you know, obviously they're they're they have an interim coach for a reason because mm-hmm. Matt Wells did a terrible job of building that roster, and they're playing way above their heads right now. And I love yeah, it. I absolutely love some it. Awesome inspired football. You're exactly correct. And I absolutely love it. But in a game like this, I, I just. I have a hard time believing it's going to help them. I do too. Um, the 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 coach in me wants to take Texas Tech. It really does. Yes, but, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. My common sense is like, no, you, you know, to go with the Cowboys. I think, like you said, I think 
uh, Oklahoma State's playing some inspired football. But I think they're playing this football because they know if Oklahoma loses one more, they're in the game. They see so, bed, they see Bedlam. Bedlam is basically a Big Twelve title. You win yeah, Bedlam, so you're you're Big Twelve champs. Like that's that's. I what think they got a lot out. a lot on the line. They got yeah, a lot on the do. line. So I think I don't think that they're they're, they're gonna let anybody come in between them. Um, yeah, so they're, they're extremely focused. So hmm. okay, well, um, my my man, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, we made some really really good selections. A quick programming note: uh, we'll give you a short preview next week. It's Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll be in a food coma on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but um, you'll you, you'll probably kill your entire meal. Um, and, and cook it yourself. That's probably what that's what you do, right? Uh, that's probably going to happen uh, Monday morning. I'll, I'll be up there. Right, the full moon kind of threw me off today. Still kind of light outside. Um, so they'll they'll be moving next week. That cold front that y'all are getting right now is actually coming here right now. So um, it'll be some good hunting this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be twenty eight degrees in the morning here. So that's going that's going to be nice. Oh, no, 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 no. You uh, want that? No. No punch, no par route. It's, it's going to be 50 here. Yeah. No. no come on, come on Israel. Our high is 50. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was 71 yesterday, Uh-oh. though. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It was 71 yeah. degrees yesterday. Now it's, Talk about global warming. I know, right? Um, so, make sure you subscribe, comment. Uh, follow us on social media. Follow Israel, man. He's he he's great on social media, mm-hmm. man. He he is. Uh, if you follow him, you will not be you will not be sorry. But um, I I you know ADD is getting the best of me. It's, it's my ADD is blazing right now. But uh, quick programming yeah. note: we will give you a quick uh, Georgia Tech preview next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll we'll preview the 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 jackets and and kind of tell you what to expect in that game. And we will deliver our picks on social media via social media. So you will see um, Israel make his picks. I'll make mine. We'll flash them up on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff to see how we, uh, to see how we fare. We're going to do it a little bit differently uh, for, uh, for our show next week. So, uh, and then we'll get ready. We'll, we'll be all, all, uh, what is it? All uh, full steam ahead for the SEC championship. I couldn't see. See, I'm still frozen. We had a middle school championship game uh, that we hosted at our place, <laughs> and I had to do. I actually was the announcer. I've never announced football because I've always been coaching it, but I've never announced football as like the PA guy. You and, have the voice to do it. Yes, apparently I do. Um, so I was. Uh, I, I'm still frozen on the inside. I'm still thawing it's out. Okay. It's, 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 it's so cold. It's like 30, 33 degrees right now. Yeah, the, the temperature is slowly, slowly dropping here as well. It, it did not slowly drop here. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was like we started out at like fifty four, and it was raining all morning, and then all of a sudden, at like oh. three, at like three o'clock, it drops down into the forties, and then the sun goes it's down. It's the rain that gets you. Oh my god! And then the sun goes down, like you said, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's brutal. So, um, but uh, yeah, like I said. Uh, our stuff is scrolling on the bottom. Uh, subscribe, comment to our YouTube channel. Um, we uh, we got quite a bit of views. We we we've been echoing across some other channels, uh, and we've been we we've, we've got quite a bit of views there. So, um, but we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network and on Brinks TV, also presented by BetOnline.ag. We hope you have a great week and an even better weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. Go dogs! 
Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.